0: As we move past WrestleMania and now look ahead to WrestleMania backlash in just a few weeks, we are going to hear from you, the listener, about your thoughts post WrestleMania, where things are going, and we're going to get all of that started with emails and voicemails right now. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast.
1: one that everybody wants, me.
2: to Wrestlemania.
0: Playmore! Austin oh. oh. 316 says I just ripped your ass. This is my idea. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Mailbag. For this Wednesday, April 13th, 2022, we're going to give you guys a voice. That's this show's purpose is to give everybody here a voice if you want to by the way if you are just joining us and you're new we've had a lot of new people over the last couple of weeks i think because of wrestlemania join us and if you want to be participate in the mailbag you can email us at mailbag at com, or you can leave us a voicemail and that voicemail is 518-952-0247 you have up to three minutes to leave a voicemail and I have implemented a new rule no multiple voicemails <laughs> sorry guys I love all of your passion and 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 uh I love that the fact that you guys take time out of your day to really you know give us your thoughts here but in the interest of just time and not splitting this into two mailbags I have to cut everybody at 3 minutes and I appreciate everybody making an effort to do that as well as keeping emails within a reasonable length I'm not asking everyone to do a paragraph you know you can do you can do Many paragraphs, but uh, within reason, whatever that means to you. So we are about to get to those emails from patrons, which patrons do get priority. If you you haven't joined Patreon, that's one of the many benefits for $1 a month that you get. The other benefits are hundreds of ad-free shows, access to the Discord server, and access to our exclusive After Dark show that I just dropped the first episode for a few days ago on spring break stories that I have had and extremely non-family friendly. Let me just put it that way. This is a PG show, the one you're listening to right now, but the non-PG show, the explicit show is, and trust me when I say it's explicit, and I even held back a little bit on some of the details. I'm still not 100% comfortable saying certain words and, and it just feels weird. I feel like I'm being trashy or something when I am explicit because I for so many years have been doing this show for like eight years and I have not been so explicit I've I've withheld a lot of the four-letter words and sex themed things and all that kind of stuff and I've I've obviously for reason of expanding my audience, not done that, but it was very weird for me. I have to say fun, but weird. And so if you're interested in hearing a, a couple of spring break stories that I've had uh, that occurred about you know nearly 20 years ago, but th- they happened nonetheless, uh, check that out. Okay, guys, it's only available on Patreon and on my website. If you go VIP on my website, you can get that uh, exclusive audio there as well. Um, if you go VIP on the website, but those are really the only two locations, guys. So check it out. Uh, I've gotten fairly good feedback. I'm surprised nobody has uh, come at me as some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of misogynistic D bag or something. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm really shocked. But anyway, if you guys want more of those episodes or you want a topic for the episode, let me know. Like I've, I've got a few more in the chamber of things I want to talk about that are not family friendly. And somebody even suggested a after dark mailbag. Good Lord <laughs> to hear your guys stories in the mailbag. Um, I have, I'm not sure if I'm going to implement that yet, but I want to let you know, I've thought about it and somebody brought it up in the, uh, one of the patrons brought it up as a suggestion and it is a hell of a concept, but boy, are we going to be airing our dirty laundry right here on the WWE podcast <laughs> after dark? Uh, so anyway. Just a few incentives for you guys to uh, support the show if you want to hear the exclusive audio and go ad free, um, which I know ads are everywhere. And, you know, that's how you get rid of them. Um, You can also support us with the Amazon link that's on our website. If you do any shopping on Amazon and you use our link, it kicks back a small percentage to our show. Um, Also, give us a five star rating everywhere you can. That does help out. So uh, follow us on TikTok, too. At uh, the WWE podcast. I've been dropping a video or two here and there, and uh, I appreciate support. We're reaching 3,000 followers pretty quickly. Doesn't seem like a lot, but I haven't posted a ton and I haven't been on there long, so it's not so bad, right? I mean, we're we're steadily growing, guys. It it does take a long time, but anyway, let's move on. Let's get to your mailbag questions and starting, of course, with the patrons. And we will start. Who do we start with here? What do I do? What do I do? I'm going to start. With Steve, Steve from Tasmania, formerly Steve L. And he writes in and says, I changed my name to better fit in with the naming conventions you guys seem to use. Though I've lived in Australia for nearly 20 years now, I was born in New York City. I'm a 60-year-old wrestling fan who started watching in the early 70s. Oh, boy. Uh, the, the, the name I'm about, I'm, I'm about to pronounce is uh, probably going to be embarrassing in terms of my pronunciation, but let's try it. Um, Mil Mescaras in the AWA was my favorite wrestler until I saw my first live show at the Garden in the 70s. I remember watching Ivan Putzky, Haystacks, Haystacks Calhoun, Ivan Koloff, Bruno Sammartino, and that crowd. Then I grew up, started working too many hours, managed to miss the whole Hulk Hogan era, but like many people, was drawn back to wrestling shortly before the Attitude Era. My second wife and a bunch of our friends were into it, and every month we'd go to the Garden for house shows or occasionally a Raw or SmackDown. I've even been to Survivor Series, King of the Ring, and the Royal Rumble. I was even there live for the infamous curtain call. The Undertaker would be my favorite wrestler of all time. Today, my favorite is Roman Reigns, which was true even when everyone was booing him. I don't consider myself a smark. I haven't seen every WrestleMania, nor I can nor can I remember what happened at which one. I watch pretty much what's on currently. My memory goes back a long way, but there are a plenty of gaps. I guess it's fair to say I like the sports entertainment part of wrestling as much as watching wrestling matches and sometimes more. The build is often more important to me than the quality of an individual match. Listen to that line, guys. That is such an important line and one that is lost on today's generation of fans. Let, let me um let me let me repeat that line because I think it's super important and this is just me in my own personal opinions okay um, but I I love it it says the build is often more important to me than the quality of an individual match why is that important guys to me and and how I think it it very well sums up what's missing in today's pro wrestling is that WWE and even the promos themselves lean too hard on On the quality of a match, rather than the quality of a storyline, the quality of the match. Too much has too much importance has been put on that, rather than what's more important is telling a great story. Getting to that match, that's what's more difficult. But what draws in people emotionally, that is a great line. I really love that, Steve. Um, In that way, I'm a mark. I buy into stuff. I don't think too hard about wrestling because I see it as entertainment. So I'm more forgiving of the flaws many of you seem to pick up. Well, well, first of all, Steve. Well, thank you. And and uh, yeah, I many people think I just I split hairs. I'm here to create controversy. I, since I do this podcast, I sometimes maybe go a little bit too far in the flaws I see, and sometimes I do focus on the negativity more than I should. Sure, but I also. Have this platform that I started because of the frustrations I saw with the product that I still loved, but I know could be better. See, there's a difference between criticism that you just you express because you're trying to get attention, and criticism that you're expressing passionately that you hope results in change. And I think I'm the latter. I, I think I really am. I'm not trying to create controversy, and and the 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 in, imperfections in today's product that you overlook, I think a lot of us here, number one, it's our job. So it it's more nor talking points that we can create for a show for you guys. Um, but also it, it I think now we've I've done this podcast for so long that even if I stopped this podcast cold, which I would never do, I think that my brain has been wired now to to look at the imperfections and look at the great stuff too but I've, I might think my brain chemistry has actually changed <laughs> the lens of how I look at wrestling has changed. Um, but the one thing too about people using the mark thing I'm a mark, all of us are marks. I mean Marcus when people call you a mark, I think all of us should get away from the stigma that comes with that. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you're a mark. it just it's an, it's a synonym for fan but over the years people have tried to especially in the actual in the industry the business themselves the insiders use that as some kind of derogatory term but it all it means is you're a fan it doesn't mean you're a fan that believes it's real I think some people think that's the definition of mark it just means you're a fan it would be the same thing as me saying I'm a mark for uh, uh for baseball no, a lot of you guys aren't I know a lot of you hate baseball I love baseball And so I'd be a mark for baseball. I'm a mark for uh, exercise. I'm a mark for actually do love yoga. I'm a mark for uh, buying technology that's out of my price range, like this MacBook Pro that's sitting in front of me, right? Like just means you're a fan. You love something. That's all. So I want to kind of debunk and maybe redefine the word mark that is over the years. When people say it, they have intent behind it that's supposed to be insulting but all you have to do is look at the simplicity of what that word means. And it's a fan, period. So, uh, but I, I I know what you mean, though. I, I do. Okay, so uh, let's see where I lost my train of thought because I was selfishly interrupting you, Steve. Let me see where I got here. Okay. So, for example, I, you're, you're pointing out, why is this guy on Raw? He shouldn't, shouldn't he be on SmackDown? Hell, I can barely remember if I took my meds most days. Never mind who's actually on which show. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. It's probably for the best. Sometimes I wish I didn't know, and I don't know everybody that's on every brand. But I know the, you know, I I know generally who's on what brand. I mean, it's part of my job, you know, hosting this show. I should have at least halfway, um, halfway competent knowledge about who's on what brand. Um, I certainly don't know everybody, but I, I hear you. I, I kind of wish I was in that boat too sometimes. <laughs> uh, sorry for the long intro, but it seems like I'll be writing in regularly. Well, go for it, brother, because I like the channel, particularly Mister and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. I was chuffed, chafed, chuffed. Oh, boy. See, maybe it's a word I just am too uh, ignorant to know uh, to watch SmackDown this week because of the NXT call ups, but also because I'm a pretty big Lacey Evans fan. I've been following her since the NXT days, and she's definitely someone I can get behind, though she was more fun as a heel to me. Anyway, I thought SmackDown was enjoyable, uh, though I was massively surprised at Shinsuke seemingly being Roman's opponent at Backlash. Unless they find him a replacement tag team partner and he goes after the Usos anyway. Oh, and I'm really excited about the tag team title unification. I think that'll be good for the show. Thanks for the podcast. I'll be around to pitch in that casual point of view. My only regret is due to the time difference. I'll find it hard to watch you guys watch with you guys on Discord. Well, Steve, what about the uh, Saudi Arabia event? That. Usually comes in October, September time frame. I know it's one out of 12 of the pay-per-views, but yeah, that, that could be one of them. Or, you know, if you want to get up late or, you know, or stay up late or get up early, I don't know what time zone you're in. If you're in, if you really are in Tasmania, um, I don't know the time frame there, but whatever the time difference is. Yeah, that, that is one unfortunate thing. We do have fans internationally across the world. Well, it's kind of weird to say, but it's true. Um, and I, I do feel you because you want to be able to interact live and it's difficult, but I will say too, Steve, everybody on discord is, seems to be active, like somewhat regularly. So while you may not be able to watch live with everybody, unless you, you again, stay up late or get up early, then you should be able to, to chat with anybody anytime in the discord server about wrestling. It seems to be very active and I wish I was more active on it myself, but you guys are doing just fine without me. Um, And uh, so, yeah, as far as Lacey Evans goes and I'll move on to the next person here, um, I really like I think she was okay as a heel. Honestly, I think it was a little bit one dimensional with her as kind of the stuffy 1940s uh, throwback uh, type of character that, you know, she was good in the ring, physical. And, you know, it wasn't my favorite. I, I don't think it was bad. It just was kind of like, eh. It's okay. It's a generic heel character, I thought. But to me, this is more interesting with Lacey. The reason is, even though it was only like a three-minute promo, whatever it was, four minutes, she felt more authentic. And authenticity for me goes further than any other attribute that you could have in a promo. You could have a perfectly written promo from the best writers in the world. But if I don't believe you, if I don't feel anything, it's dead in the water. And I believed everything Lacey Evans said. Authenticity. It's missing. That is one of the foundational pillars of pro wrestling and why we love it. If we are constantly reminded of what we're watching is not real and we're reminded by the the product itself that what you're watching isn't real, which WWE often does cannibalizing their own product, then you are disengaged. You're a disengaged viewer, which means... You don't have a whole lot of emotional investment in the stories you're watching, which means you consume the product less, which ultimately means you don't spend as much money on the product, which hurts the bottom line. So anyway, I went way deeper than I thought. But Steve, great uh, great to hear from you. And I hope you do participate as much as you can on Discord. And uh, you write in every week. So thanks, buddy. All right, let's get to Kyle. And he writes in and uh, well, this is not a... Uh, <laughs> This is actually not a uh, a mailbag uh, uh, message, so I will not decipher that. Other than to say Kyle will actually be joining me on the post show for WrestleMania Backlash. Kyle, for the first time ever, he's never been on the show. So but given that he's in uh, the $10 tier of the raw tier, by the way, if you join the raw tier and higher, you can get on the show as a co-host once a month. He is in that tier and he will be granted that access uh, and the post show for WrestleMania Backlash. So another incentive to uh, get on Discord or on on Discord on uh, Patreon. All right. Well, let's get to the next message here. I'll make sure it's an actual um, an actual email for the mailbag show. So let's see who this is. So let's see here. All right. We got Kareem. And he writes in and says, "Music hits if you smell what the pebble is cooking." See, I was gonna play the rocks music, but since you said pebble, it, I, I can't put rock in there. Um, so, I would have done it for you, Kareem. I, I really would have, but you, you changed the word, so now I have to uh, half-heartedly say it, which is not as fun as actually listening to the rocks music. And you know what? Like, okay, uh, now that I've said it so many times, I, I, I need to listen to the rocks music. I think we all have it in our heads now, so let me, let me just freaking play it. <laughs> Cooking. All right. See, I feel better. I don't know about you, but I feel better. It's all about my feelings on this show. My feelings are paramount. So, OK, <laughs> good day to all my uh hey, That's a tough word, buddy. You're going to start me out with a word like that in nearly 10 o'clock at night. And after I just worked and I played dad and husband all day, you're going to throw a word like that out there to trip me up and get me tongue tied. I stutter and stumble enough over my words, and you're really going to throw this this stuff out there? See, so yeah, boy, I'm, I'm almost using four-letter words. Um, let, let me try this again. I'll start over. Good day to all my Pebbleites out there. It's your new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE podcast European champion. It's a lot of words. Uh, the people's champion, the Pebble. The crowd cheers. Pebble, Pebble, Pebble. I can hear it now. I can hear it. Now, the Pebble has come on this show in front of the millions, and, of course, millions, of pebbleites out there to firstly say, finally the pebble has come back to my rec- Matt's recording studio. Yes, because the office that I'm in, that's a 10 by 10 foot room, is now in my recording studio. I guess by definition it is, right? But it's uh, not. It's not a, it's not a um, you know like. An actual recording studio that most people view as a recording studio, like I'm in a, a radio station or uh, I'm in, uh, you know, some kind of actually professionally professional setting. I mean, I have a nice little office. I've got some wrestling memorabilia around me. If you guys, by the way, if you're on the uh, VIP side of my website, I did an actual walkthrough of my office. If you're interested, uh video on there that's exclusive to uh, to patrons and the, uh, the the VIP side of things. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I appreciate that you call it a recording studio. makes me feel better about myself. Secondly, the Pebble is out here on some serious need to attend business, and this business concerns the baguette, eating, what, uh, snail slurping, what, no armpit shaving, what, uh, jabroni, going by the name of Alex the French guy. Oh, boy, here we go. The Pebble recognized that you guys up in that smelly cheese-ridden state May not be the most intelligent, and for that reason, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not knowing that Gibraltar is the mightiest country in the whole of Europe. Look at a map, Jabroni. However, what there is is no doubt about it that the pebble is going to whip your little French behind all over Rhode Island. Now, as the champion and as Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan pointed out, the choice of stipulation for this match rests with me. Oh, boy, this, this is this is getting deeper than I even really thought about, guys. <laughs> I got to say uh, now the pebble has thought long and hard. I love how it's just referred to in the third person the entire time. Now the pebble has thought long and hard about this and has come to the ultimate conclusion that whether it's a repeat of the ladder match from WrestleMania, an Inferno match, an Extreme Rules match, or even loser to make out with May Young match. Uh, are we going to resurrect her from the grave, guys? <laughs> uh, the outcome will be the same. It will be, in the end, it will be the Pebble lifting aloft his European title and celebrating with all the Pebbleites. Did you get that from Canaanites when Cain uh, went, went babyface and he was trying to come up with something that was akin to Hulkamaniac? So he came up with Canaanites. Remember that famous promo with him and The Rock and Hogan backstage? I think it's SmackDown in like 02 or something. I'm guessing that's where you got Pebbleites is from Canaanites, but, and maybe I'm wrong. So you'll be celebrating with all your Pebbleites in the WWE universe. So the Pebble has decided the stipulation shall be by the chief, the CEO, the big kahuna of the WWE podcast, Matt, the choice is yours, boss. What kind of match am I whipping this sorry French jabronis butt and retaining my title? Okay, well, um... Wow, you're going to put me on the spot. Uh, well, I would say, let me think about this. Let me think about this. I mean, you talk about an Inferno match. I'm going to say Hell in a Cell. That's one of my favorite of all time. And I'm talking about when Hell in a Cell actually meant something. And it wasn't just a pay-per-view on the schedule that whatever, whatever programs happen to be going on or deserving of the cell. I think that's completely erroneous. So we're going to go back to when the Hell in a Cell actually meant something. And it was a place that you went very sparingly. It wasn't a just happenstance pay-per-view. To me, that's what I say. Hell in a cell. Okay, now that that's over, I just wanted to comment on the aspect of WWE at the moment, namely the bloodline. I'm a fan of the bloodline. However, I disagree with how they're uh, monopolizing all of the gold. Roman can get away with it because he's that good, but I just don't think you can justify giving the Usos both sets of tag belts. It reminds me of when Stone Cold and Triple H joined forces to form the two man power trip and took the tag belts and the WWF and IC title. As a kid, I hated it, but at least it was credible because those guys were unstoppable. I just don't see the same aura with the Usos. I hope they don't win both tag belts. Also, because I'm a big RK Bro fan, although the way that WWE is heading, I think it's inevitable that they will. Yeah. Uh. Yep. They're gonna break up. Do you agree with this, or do you think they could possibly be the beginning of a decline for the Usos and the Bloodline? Appreciate your opinion. Thanks, dude. Shout out to the players on Discord. If you smell what the pebbles cooking, so you do a spin and Rooney and leave. Wow. That, that was a hell of a segment, guys. I mean, I felt that in my soul. Um. Okay. Well. In all seriousness, I I I see what you're saying about the two man power trip and Stone Cold and Triple H. I mean, of course, they're much bigger stars than the Usos. They were and are still bigger stars, I think, than the Usos. As, as good as the Usos are, I hear you. But they're not going after singles titles, number one. Number two, unifying the tag titles is something that needs to be done. I don't care if it was a rag tag team that did it. The most important point is they're unifying the tag belts. So I don't care who's doing it. If, if anybody's going to do it, though, the most credible team is probably the Usos. Honestly, they're one that actually feels like a legit tag team. They're not two people that were just put together for happenstance. And I think having them be the first ever unified tag team titles, uh, champions, is something the bloodline could continue to brag on. And if they continue to hold all the gold, and I think maybe they'll go after the US and IC title, it's possible. The thing is, you got to remember, there's only so far you can go before things start to collapse, right? So the more gold that they accumulate, remember what Bayley and Sasha did. They captured all the women's championships and they held them hostage and all you're thinking is, okay, you guys are at the mountaintop. Guess what way you have to go next? Guess the only way you have to go is down. So I think the more gold that they accumulate and the more that they hold, the longer they hold it, I think you will see things start to to uh, disintegrate. You'll see cracks in the foundation. You will start to see signs of things d- just collapsing in and on itself with the uh, with the bloodline. So um, that's what I think. Okay. Let's move on and uh, thank you, Kareem, for that uh, inspiring promo. I gotta say. All right, let's get to our next, our, our next voicemail. Who could this be? That can only mean one thing, everybody. Yep, and you you guessed it. That is none other. Then Mr. Dennis McGinley. So Mr. Dennis McGinley, let's see, uh, let's see what you've got to say this week in in uh, the podcast mailbag. And Dennis writes in and says, writes in and says, so give it up for the greatest and number one heel of this show. You can hate me or skip me, but you have to acknowledge the overrated Patreon uh, on this show or podcast. So Matt, you have used the word exclusively a lot when you talk about the WWE podcast website only exclusive video on it i disagree i was once a vip on your website and i kept having trouble with playing video also once you youtube it for me and then uh, that worked but then you said at the same time all video are streaming on youtube and you said if i upgraded to the smackdown level you could get all the exclusive video there on smackdown on patreon will you explain yourself okay okay this is getting a little convoluted first of all before you continue on here because this is getting uh, going around in circles let me just simplify this mr Dennis mcginley When I initially launched the website and I got it revamped, there were some technical issues of functionality on the website, especially the VIP side. And the videos, for whatever reason, were having trouble playing. So I moved them to YouTube and I moved them to an unlisted YouTube. You can't even search it out unless you have the link. So people that think, well, you're putting it on YouTube, but you're telling us it's exclusive. Yeah, because you can do something called unlisted on YouTube, where only people you give the link to i.e. the people on uh, VIP on my website or on SmackDown tier or higher on Patreon can get it. That's all. Uh, So that's that. Um, So yeah, if you, again, if you're on the SmackDown tier on Patreon, you get the video. It's unlisted. So you can go on YouTube, but you won't see it there. You can search your hearts to your heart's content and you won't find it unless you have that link. And I give people who subscribe on VIP and on Patreon SmackDown tier and higher that exclusive link. So let's see what else you have to complain about. Uh, let's see. Would you explain yourself? Yeah, I just did. I had problems with your video on your website. And I'm not thinking others had the same. And I'm sticking with a $5 one, but no exclusive video. I understand you need support, but I'm having trouble. You told me you can un- you can YouTube them all. Yeah, uh, no, you can't YouTube them all. Uh, exclusive video. First of all, okay, is, if anybody is seriously having issues, and I mean this, like if you're having issues with any of the video, and I've only put a few videos up over the last couple of weeks with Patreon, Anybody, please tell me if you're having problems. I really want to know because I assumed I was doing this correctly on Patreon where I would put an exclusive video up on YouTube. It'd be unlisted. I posted and everything looked good. So seriously, if anybody has problems, I have not heard anything, Dennis. Seriously, I have not heard anything from anybody. So you could be for something on your end that's causing an issue for you. So um, that's all. Well, Dennis. Thank you for your uh, your feedback. (laughs) Let's move on. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Randy, Randy, the patron. Here we go. Uh, After Dark was great. Tell me why I laughed so hard when you swore. But great story. I definitely have a few, too. When I went to Florida. Oh, good. Good grief. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found it funny. Um, It's uh, I I can't explain the details of the story because then it's no longer a PG show. Other than to say subscribe to After Dark, which is on Patreon. Um, Yeah, well, I I mean, again, yeah, I'm sure you have your stories. Most of us uh, have our stories, uh, especially in our younger, former lives. I'd be, yeah, maybe I will do that After Dark podcast as far as the mailbag goes. We'll see. Anyway, Raw this week was interesting. Ezekiel was actually cracking me up. Hopefully they don't ruin it. Did you see the picture they put up of Elias with him proving it's his brother? It's priceless. I think... He does the same uh, moves as him, too. I saw that they photoshopped in Ezekiel with Elias. That was very convincing, and they did a great job of it. So I saw that. Yes, it was funny. Next. And actually, this could be one of those things that it's going to get over in a way that WWE didn't think it was going to get over. Like they actually tried to seriously convince us that it's Ezekiel and it's not Elias and they're trying to get him over as kind of his own guy. But I think people may gravitate towards it being so hilariously stupid that we're supposed to believe this, that it's going to get or, or over in a different way than WWE wants it to. But if it gets over, it gets over. Next, the MVP and Bobby segment was good. I look forward to more of it. The question, though, are they going to let Bobby win or is MVP going to screw him? I think that I think MVP is going to screw them because they need to continue to build build heat for MVP and their the payoff is to see Bobby get his hands on MVP. That's the payoff. And yeah, you, it, it's not a gonna be it's not going to be a competitive match between MVP and Bobby if and when that actually happens. The payoff is just seeing Bobby destroy MVP and that's the payoff. So to get there, I think we're going to have to see Bobby take an L. From Omas at the hands and uh, at the expense of uh, or the the cause of MVP. Yes. Natty's on NXT. That's that was a great segment. I love what they're doing. Honestly, it has some down moments, but it's not bad. Now, I hope you know a little bit about Cora Jade. If so, what do you think of her? Well, Randy, I don't. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Randy. Um, if it's an NXT star, which I'd imagine that she is, that's why I have people on our team that cover other brands, other shows. Sorry. Tag titles for the men. The match was, a, was great fun, but are they really going to unify everything? I know we talked about this before, but it could be a good thing. Then you need to get rid of the women's titles right now. There are so many women in NXT, especially tag teams. You can't always bring them back. Agree? I don't think they're going to unify the women's I don't think they will. I'm not saying they won't for sure. They seem to be trending towards unifying everything. But I mean, that's two belts out of what, like six championships they have. So, you know, I think there's a case to be made for the women's championships. But I also believe that I think they would feel that they would send the wrong message. About the women's division that, oh, you know, we don't have enough competition. I know we made all these strides in the women's movement in WWE, but now we're going to take a title back. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to stick with their two titles, honestly. Uh, last, I don't know if you watch Young Rock, but this week's episode confirmed that there will be a Rock and Roman rat- match. Don't want to spoil it. Check it out. That's it this week. And we'll please get some sleep if it's so easy. Yeah, uh, it's not easy. And actually, as I speak, my my baby's crying. So let's see if my wife uh, gets her or I have to. But <laughs> maybe it's just a wait it out and see if she does. Yeah, I saw that. And and I actually saw it. Credit to Ashley Mann, who is uh, one of the original co-hosts on the show. And she posted it on Twitter. I saw it. And though I won't spoil it for everybody either if you haven't seen it. But just tweet or uh, search it out on YouTube that uh, the Rock and Roman match on Young Rock. They teased it. And I'll leave it at that. I agree. I don't want to spoil it for people. But uh, yes. So thank you, Randy. All right. Let's move on to uh, let's see here. Oh, I think I know who this is. This is the former and next European champion, Alex, the French guy. He says that he will not address the, uh, the pebble this week, as I believe that he's not trust- trustworthy of my time. Just note that backlash at backlash. Screw that name. WrestleMania backlash. Hey, 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 Alex, we call it backlash here. Okay. Uh I will get my title back as it will return to where it belongs on my shoulder. Oh boy. Um you're asking me to pronounce French words. Are you guys did you have a a meeting beforehand? Some kind of coordinated effort is going on to try to make me pronounce words you know I can't pronounce. I can't even, you know, normally pronounce normal English words. You think I'm going to be able to pronounce this? But let me try. Sacré bleu. My save your my savior for... Oh, boy. I don't know what you're saying, buddy. <laughs> this is so bad. This is awful. Embarrassing, in fact. I'll just read the words that I can. You will shine once again. I think that's what you mean. With that out of the way... God, this... I mean, I'm just burying myself at this point. I listened to your Raw Review with Gardner as co-host, if I believe that is his name. He made a shoot about Zack Ryder ta- talking about Edge and Edgehead. While well, I believe this gimmick was poor, I don't believe that Zack Ryder should have laced or never laced up his boots like he said. The guy during his time in WWE is the definition of what you can achieve with creativity and perseverance. I mean, okay, he didn't have the wild push he deserved, but he got over just by himself and his show, Z, True Long Island Story. So I'd like to know your opinion about that. And Gardner, whatever your name is, I would gladly explain why to you that I believe Ryder has made the right move by, quote, lacing up his boots. Last but not least, After Dark, great show. I feel like I'm having a friend over talking about experiences, stories. Thanks for that show. But when is the next episode? See you guys, the French guy. All right. Well, glad you guys enjoyed the super inappropriate show. It seems you guys are as sick and twisted as I am. That's great to know I'm in good company. Uh, The next show, probably in the next couple of days. Um, I don't I, what I wanted to do is have a trial run with the show, given the complete shock and all nature from my normal shows of PG and family friendly and mild cussing to completely X rated and extremely inappropriate. I wanted to see how you guys took that tr- to that transition. And if I went a little bit too overboard, so I'm, I'm still testing the waters, but it seemed like I got generally good feedback from you. And I th- if, if all goes well, probably, you know, by the end, by the end of the week, how about that? Uh, I will drop another show. So, okay, uh, as far as Zack Ryder goes, look, I have no really strong opinion on Zack Ryder. He only got over and was only given a job because of his his YouTube channel and, you know, more more power to him. I don't it doesn't really matter how you get in the business as long as you get in the business and you make the most of it. Uh, I think Zack Ryder, was he overused, underused? Honestly, I I haven't given a whole lot of thought because I have felt very neutral on Zack Ryder to begin with. He has never been somebody that I look at and go, man, that's a future star. But I think that WWE maybe didn't capitalize at the time that they should have. With woo, 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 you know it. And he was involved with John Cena at one point. John Cena stole Eva Marie and kissed Eva Marie right in front of him. And then didn't Zack Ryder get pushed off of a ledge by Kane or something? So I think that was the highlight of his career on top of winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania many years ago. So... I mean, do I think that he did make the right move by lacing up his boots? Sure. I don't think he was a complete embarrassment. I really don't. I mean, I have to say, I mean, and, and Mr. Gardner, Michael Gross will completely disagree with me, and that's fine. I mean, we, we have to have differing opinions somewhere. We agree on most things. But with this one, I'd have to say I I'm on the side of I'm glad he laced up his boots. I mean, he didn't make a massive impact on the business, but the question is, did WWE give him a fair shake and did they really push him at the time that they should have or did they stifle his momentum by having John Cena get involved and all that thing? So, all right, let's get to our next email here. And we have a couple more patrons who emailed us outside of the the Patreon system. You guys make my life more difficult because I have to go to a different email system. I know the struggle uh, let's get to grace uh, and, and uh, let's get to grace and boy, do I feel bad for grace? Cause I totally screwed up her pick at WrestleMania. So she says, hope you're doing well. I haven't written in for a while. I'm so glad to be back. I want to talk about Sonya and Bianca by no means was Sonya ever. My first pick to go against Bianca, but however, I don't mind it in the slightest. I think they'll be able to put on a good feud and I have wanted Sonya to get back into the ring for a while. I think this is her first steps into going back full time. I don't think she'll win, but for the time being, I accept it. As for Bianca, I really hope the best for her in her title run. But sadly, I think the run will be mediocre for the next few months and then get really old and boring. Well, OK, uh, first of all, I agree about Sonya Deville. Most of us have been wanting her to get back into the ring for quite some time because none of us ever looked at her and said, wow, that's, she's going to be a great general manager one day. She's going to be an amazing WWE official. Granted, they never told us how she became one. They, she just became one, and we're supposed to accept it. But I think Sonya Deville's talents are much better utilized in the ring. She can cut excellent promos. She's a great heel, and she's good in the ring. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Do I think Bianca's run's going to be mediocre? Time is going to tell. You're a little bit more pessimistic than I am about it. I'm slightly more optimistic. I'm not on the other end of the spectrum. I'm just kind of like, I'm a great above you. I'm like, I think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be epic. A lot of times you'll see WWE get to WrestleMania and then they don't have a plan afterwards. They just go, oh, okay, crap. Now what do we do? And I think they're realizing that with Roman Reigns, by the way, which is a whole story on Roman Reigns from sportster.com about WWE not knowing what the hell to do with him right now. Go check that out. Uh, plug to another. So I think it's Sportster. I could be completely mispronouncing it, as I do most things. Okay, I think Seth and Cody will. Seth and Cody two will be amazing, like the WrestleMania match. And I would love to have Seth win, considering he needs a win, and having this having them spill into a third match, possibly ending ending at another big premium live event or plus <laughs> Big ple, p l e. Um, I think that's what's going to happen too, Grace. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have them go into hell in a cell, and that's going to be the blow off. That's what I believe. Seth does need does need a victory. My God, does he need a victory? And he not, doesn't he just, just need an interim victory. He needs a blow off victory, like a big staple victory. She, he gets these like ones that just set up for the final match, but he doesn't get the final match win, which is the most important. So I'm concerned that, yeah, okay, great, Seth wins the second one because he has to for this feud to continue, but then he then loses the, loses the third one, and it continues to define down Seth Rollins. That's my concern, if you're a Seth Rollins fan. Lastly, I forgave you, or I do forgive you, for leaving me astray on the Usos versus Boogs and Nakamura prediction, because in your defense, I'm pretty sure they were supposed to win it before Boogs got injured. Also, I know you have given up on the rock theory, but I have high hopes. On the WWE documentary Evil on Roman Reigns, they have a huge teaser for Rock versus Roman at the end of it, plus on Rock's TV show, Young Rock, they gave another teaser on the subject. Uh, yes, I, I, did, I, yep, I, I, I didn't give away, in case people want to watch it, what that was, but yes, they did. So with multiple teasers for it, it would bring back your suspicions for him showing up. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Okay. Well, you too, Grace. I hope you also do, too, and... So, yeah, in my defense, I do believe Rick Rick Boogs and Shinsuke should have won the belts. They probably were going to win the belts until that injury happened, I think. But the fact is that they didn't. And I led you astray. So I am now full of my I I brought great shame to my family during WrestleMania night uh, when that happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as The Rock goes, you know, listen, it's a match that's going to happen. I haven't given up hope that it's ever going to happen. I just have given up hope that in the short term it's going to happen. We all know long term, I think WrestleMania 39 is likely where it happens in L.A. I mean, people have been talking about that for a a couple of years now, that Roman and Rock is probably going to happen at WrestleMania and and they look to L.A. I think that's where it happens, WrestleMania 39. That's all. And they, they keep putting out teasers. You don't put out teasers like that and then not deliver. So I think that's what they're looking for. Unless The Rock decides to run for president, which that's also a thing. In 2023, he'll be full bore into his candidacy if, I'm not saying he is, but if he decides to run for president. So, okay, let's see now. Let's uh, get to, I have another email here. Not too many more emails, guys, I promise. Um, Let's get to, we have two more emails. One from DJ Kuzmo, and this is not super long, guys. Uh, the, He abbreviated it for me. So let's do this. Mr. DJ Kuzmo, he's back at it again on our mailbag show, and he's going to be short and sweet. I love it. So here we go. One tag team division. Is this true? Is this true? Because at first I couldn't believe what I was hearing that Roman Reigns wants the Usos to go after the raw tag team champions, dethrone RK bro and unify the tag team titles. I got to say this has been a long time coming, and I wanted this idea to manifest. The Usos pretty much have gone through every possible tag team on the SmackDown roster, minus Los Lotharios and and the Lethal Lovers, and now it makes sense for the Usos to go after the tag team titles on Raw. Also, when the uh, the Usos won the Raw tag team titles, uh, or or also when the Usos win the tag team titles on Raw, the tag team division and the titles will be unified, and the Usos will be featured from time to time on Monday Night Raw. But the big question will be, what will be the name of the unified tag team titles? Or why not rename the Unified Tag Team Titles as the World Tag Team Titles? Bring that name back just with just a thought. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to say. Maybe the undisputed tag team champions. Maybe that's what they say. I don't think they're going to put world in there because that's usually a word that's reserved for the top singles belts. So I think that they'll probably just say the undisputed WWE tag team champions. Keep it simple. At least that's what I'd say. Or I would just say the WWE tag team champions, right? Instead of, putting a brand on it i would just say the wwe tag team champions as they did for many 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 years before they decided to split the belt into two that's what the name of it was so that's what i would do but knowing wwe they'll probably go with a naming convention of undisputed wwe tag team champions okay next topic what's next for the bloodline now that roman has both titles it's kind of strange that he is still announced as the universal champion but he's here's the thing DJ though he he is but he's announced as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. I believe that's the official title. So the WWE is still in there. It's kind of hidden a little bit, but it's there. Anyway, getting back to the Bloodline. Since Roman made it public that he wants the Bloodline to win all titles, my question uh, would be wouldn't have to be it wouldn't have made sense to have Tamina join the Bloodline since she's Samoan and go after the Raw Women's title. Or be like an enforcer or bodyguard for the Bloodline, hence her getting out of the 24-7 rabbit hole. Or even have Solo Sokia from NXT get called up to SmackDown and join his brothers the Usos, go after the IC title from Ricochet. And yes, I understand that you need a storyline to get there, but I'm seeing it as the Bloodline becoming a dominant faction. This is the year for it to happen, in my opinion, and winning all belts and all titles from everyone, minus the 24-7, because we hate that crap. Yeah... I mean, I really do wonder how far they're going to take the line from Roman about wanting all belts. Like, would that really mean U.S., IC, 24-7, NXT? Like, do they truly mean all belts or will they stop with the tag team titles? You know, I, I wonder. I would imagine they stop there because they're really going to hamstring a lot of other storylines if they decide to really truly go after all belts. But we'll, we'll have to see. As far as Tamina goes... I think she'd be a nice addition, bringing the women's championship into the fold. Truly having all belts would make sense. Um, and as far as your NXT call up solo. Yeah, that's I mean, again, I, I sadly, I don't watch NXT, so I, I don't have a whole lot of opinion on that, but I trust it. Uh, I trust your, uh, your your suggestion, DJ. And yeah, so I have no problem with that. Uh, anyway, that's all for now. And Matt, two things to mention. It's not Gunther. It's Gunner. Remember, his name is Gunner, Gunner, Gunner. Is it... Wait, wait. You... Oh, oh you're saying... Oh, God, Okay. Doesn't Gunner sound like a badass name? Yeah, it does. Except I think they're too scared to put the word gun in there because it sounds too much... Like Gunther has the word gun in it, but Gunner sounds like, like you're... A sh- I think they'd be too scared with the current climate of it's too close to saying you're a gunman or something. I, I, I just... Just follow me here with the logic of, of today's culture, society, politics. Mm, I think they would veer away from that just because it sounds too much like gunman. What, what does he carry around a gun? That's offensive, right? You, you you can draw the dots, connect the dots. OK, and keep adding more awesome stories to your after dark, highly entertaining content. You were on the proverbial one yard line and didn't finish the deal. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> D- DJ Kuzmo signing off. P.S. Short voice message. Yeah, I'll get your voicemail, of course, DJ, in a minute as always. Um, yeah, it, I I can't comment on the one-yard line. If you listen to the episode of After Dark on Patreon, then you know if you know, as they say. Yeah, boy, do I want to comment on that. I can't. But yeah, I, I will say, while I speak in kind of uh, general terms on this, because I think it's easy to do and people are going to not know what I'm saying, because... I have to with PG here. Uh, the one yard line thing, I, I, I do think about that from time to time. I'm like, man, at 20 years old, like, you're just not thinking, right? Well, you're thinking, but you're not thinking far enough. Like, you're, you're like kind of in the moment. You're not like, hey, let's kind of seal the deal here. Okay, let's, um, you got to, you went 99 yards and you can't go one more yard, right? Those of you that have no idea, uh, you could probably venture a guess as to what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, get the details, the dirty details on the After Dark show. I've got many more of those types of uh, stories that uh, are in the in the chamber, so to speak. But okay, let's move on before I get myself into trouble. Um, One more email and then we'll get to those voicemails. Tobias. Let's get to you. Uh, hey, Matt, just before I start my email, I would like to apologize if I say something that you've said in your in your raw review. I'm on holiday, so I haven't been able to listen to it. That's a, that's OK. In the match between Veer Mahan and Dominic Mysterio, Veer, Veer jumped onto Dominic's back. Uh, the camera work was awful and it didn't look like he was anywhere near Dom's back. Also, Dominic's haircut is meant for the 90s and 2000s, not 2022. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Dominic is not doing himself any favors for how he looks, and people could say that's superficial. That's body shaming. That's you know this and that. You're in the business of having your body make you money and make the company money. Perception is reality, and you can call it superficial. People can say, well, it shouldn't matter how he looks. It should matter how he wrestles. Nonsense. Okay, nonsense. This is a this is the one sport in which how you look matters more than any you know, any other sport that has ever existed because it's about appearance. It's about entrances. It's about camera angles way more than any other professional sport. So I would totally agree. Uh, Dominic needs to transform himself. Body in ring needs a little work, but he's I think in ring is honestly his last step that he would have to work on. I think it's promo number one, look number two, get rid of the mullet, grow up, put some body mass on uh, muscle on your arms, you know, just a little bit. I'm not asking you to look like, you know, Scott Steiner, but certainly bulk up a little and grow some facial hair and do something with your hair that doesn't make it look like he just walked out of, you know, a trailer park. I mean, I'm sorry. He 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 looks anyway. Yeah, let, let, let's move on. See, I'm getting myself in trouble. Uh, it's good to see Tommaso Ciampa finally join the raw roster. But this Ezekiel versus KO thing is a waste of Kevin's time. The Ezekiel character is awful, and I was hoping for a big return with something interesting to invest in. Apologies for the short email. Big T from the UK. Well, Big T. Uh, yeah, don't apologize. I mean, I, I'm a fan of shorter ma- or short emails because it makes my night shorter, <laughs> but selfishly. Yeah, look, Ezekiel, I, I mean, I mentioned before, I think fans could organically connect with this, and while you feel it's terrible and I do feel it's terrible, it may be so bad that it becomes good. There have been storylines before that have been so bad that they've become good. They don't happen often. I mean, it's a special kind of bad. It has to be a special kind of bad for it to turn good. Um, and it doesn't happen, again, very often, but it has happened. And I remember, and this is one of these, wasn't even really a storyline, but Maria, remember Maria Canellis? She was a, a not supposed to be a super bad interviewer. And she was so bad that it became its own thing. And Maria Canellis ended up actually getting over because she was kind of this ditzy. And she played into it, but she wasn't supposed to. Played into this kind of ditzy, kind of naive, just attractive young woman who is no idea what she's doing, but it became kind of endearing. There's um, sure there's other examples as well. It could be one of those things where it's so bad that it becomes good. So give it a chance. Give it a chance. But Kevin Owens certainly has fallen from stone cold Steve Austin. To Ezekiel. Does it get a more a more of a dramatic drop? I, I I don't think so. So um, all right. Well, I think that's it for the emails, everybody. If I forgot you, then you know, too bad, so sad. Uh, but no, really, I, I just I, I'm looking everywhere. I don't see any other emails from our uh, our patrons and or wait a minute, wait a minute, I could be wrong on that. Hang on, I, I'm probably wrong, and I am wrong. Okay, see, I have too many email accounts. Uh, This is a quick one, though. This is from, let's see, Wes. And he writes in, and he says, I think I might be alone on this, but I'd love to see the bloodline hold every title. Once the tag team championships have been unified, I'd love to see Jey Uso hold the IC title, Jimmy hold the US. Like I said, though, I'm probably alone. Take care, Wes. No, I don't think you're alone, Wes. Because people need to realize like, it would, it would piss off a lot of people, but isn't that the point? And, like I mentioned several minutes ago, there's nowhere to go but down from there. I think that would signal the beginning of the end of the bloodline, some descent, and eventually Roman's downfall. That, to me, would be... Because, yeah, they'd climb the mountain, and oh my God, they have every championship. That could not... That's not a sustainable story. You get to that point, and you... It's a very unstable story to tell because you're putting every championship on the same few people and in the same group, you eventually have to see things implode and implode quickly because everything can't revolve around them. It gets boring, oversaturated, overexposed to me. If that happens, look out because we're about to see the beginning of the end of the bloodline. I mean, so that actually is encouraging. If that happens, if you want to see Roman fall, is that. I mean it could take some time but that's the ultimate destination is roaming losing the belt. So. All right. Final email and I promise it is. Owen from the UK. He says I wanted to give a quick shout out to Kanye and Nimi and Lion for their first WTFW show. Man, I enjoyed it especially as they have very conflicting views on some things which brings arguments which is something I don't normally hear on here and is a welcome surprise. Yeah, look Owen, we are, we're we're a group think Type of show. We only have one opinion. Uh, we, we don't like to have differing opinions. There's only one way to think on this show, and there's a right way to think. So if you like boring, everyone has the same opinion. Show man, this is the show for you. So yeah, uh, if you, of course, I'm being half heartedly uh, kind of joking, but I, I do understand what you mean, Owen. Having people that are co hosts that have conflicting views and get in arguments is fun. I totally agree. Yes. Uh, Okay, secondly, I'm worried about Cody already. I'm not going to lie. The way WWE is throwing him in our faces as this guy we love to support will eventually just sour like he did with Reigns or end up sour like it did with Reigns and John Cena, and it did recently with Cody and AEW. I like Cody as a wrestler, but this whole gimmick being his family from his name, the American Nightmare, to his promos being centered so far around his family, it just hasn't been to my taste. Cody can be credible or can be a credible face if WWE keeps him fresh and doesn't overexpose him. Yeah. Look, Cody Rhodes right now I think is, is doing okay. You know, I, I mean, listen to the reaction, you know, so you may be concerned about how he's being portrayed so far, but I mean, maybe you're in the minority because listen to the reaction he's getting. It's, it's very positive. It's not like a rocker John Cena or whoever. Like it's not epic, but it's solidly positive. It's not quiet. It's solid for Cody. Because Cody is a, a different man from when he was. He left uh, WWE and, and obviously did what he did in AEW. So, quick message from me on WrestleMania, as I haven't written in since then. Night 1 was an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed from start to finish. Although I've not watched too much of Stone Cold, I understand his value to the company and what he means to fans. So, it was cool to see him live in a match for the first time. Night 2, however, in my opinion, was a disgrace to the fans in the business from start to finish. The matches were a far of far less quality than the night before. And the main event was the worst I've ever seen. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm guessing you didn't watch uh, triple H and Roman reigns from uh, WrestleMania 32. That may change your opinion. I'm not very optimistic about WWE as you can probably tell. Finally, I can't wait to see Montez Ford by himself. He is the man who I believe will beat Roman to take the unified belt at wait for it. SummerSlam 2023. Have a good one, Owen. Owen, my god. I don't hate that idea. I don't think that Roman will become will be champion a year and a half from now though. I mean, I said that or many people thought a year and a half ago he wouldn't be champion now and look where we are. But the farther we get into his run, the chances perpetually increase. The run can't run forever and You run out of opponents to work with. There's a a finite number of people. And Roman has gone through a chunk of them, a good chunk of them. And outside of recycling the same opponents, which I don't think you want to do, eventually you're going to hit a brick wall. And I don't think they have enough depth to get them to SummerSlam 2023. I mean, it's not impossible, but that's a lot of time to pass. And I think Montez Ford, to your point, though, is going to be a massive star. I agree. Do I think he's going to be the one to beat Roman? No, But point taken. So, all right. As I promised, that is the end of the uh, end of the emails. So with all of that said, I am going to get to our uh, our first voicemail. And you guys probably could guess who and what that is. And that is from none other than Mr. DJ Kuzmo, who has promised me that it's a three minute voicemail and it does not go longer than that. So we're going to hold it to him, hold this to his uh, his word here, and we're going to make sure that it does not indeed exceed three minutes. So let's take a listen and get things going here. Hello
3: podcast world. This is DJ Kuzmo back at it again on your mailbag show. Coming to you live once again on a Tuesday evening. And I want to get to this really quickly. I am going to start tonight and mostly every night with this segment that I call the Veer Mahan segment. That's right, folks. The Veer Mahan segment. I'm going to coin this every time I see Veer Mahan on Monday Night Raw. And last night on Monday Night Raw, we got to see the in-ring debut of Veer Mahan it was supposed to be against Rey Mysterio but then we got Dominique Mysterio who I guess you could say is one of the most glorified uh, jobbers today and he should be in NXT but before I get there the Veer Mahan Report has been brought to you by Patreon for just a dollar a month you could listen to ad free content and get on Patreon to just a dollar a month for crying out loud where you could also get access to one of the greatest of all time discord chats and you can chat with each and every one of us in the discord chat for every PLE and for any other stuff that we like to talk about doing raw and smackdown or what have you get on patreon for just a dollar a month now let's get back to Veer mahan report and yes it was against dominic mysterio and a very quick two to three minute match but overall the takeaway that i want to get from this is that it looks like wwe is promoting uh veer mahan as a monster as a a uh, a force, as a force that cannot be stopped, kind of similar to Omas, but I want to see who will be Veer Mahan's next victim, so with that being said, uh, Dominique Mysterio ended up in a stretcher, it seems like there are, it seems like Veer Mahan is going to be using the submission move as his finisher, that's great, you know, uh, all the time we always see somebody do a finisher move or the godforsaken roll up, but it's good to see that he's using a submission move to end the match. Now, I want to quickly get to my next point about Lacey Evans on this past Friday Night SmackDown, a tremendous chapter one of what seems to be a new character, what seems to be a real character of Lacey Evans talking about her life story, about the trials and tribulations during her time when she was a child with her father and mother and then coming into the military. This is the type of stuff that we could hang our hat on and this is what makes you a credible babyface a story that blends into reality this was a great story i almost shed a tear for lacey evans and i can't wait to see what chapter two will be this coming friday on smackdown that's all for me folks and i will talk to y'all next week
0: Uh the veer mahan watch i mean that has to be a first we have to be the only podcast with that segment dj There's there's really no other podcast. So that's an exclusive here. And I appreciate also the plug for our our, our Patreon side of things. It truly is a hell of a value. And I'm not just saying that because I have a financial interest in it. Of course I do. But it's a dollar, a freaking dollar a month. I mean, you know, you you probably have more more sitting in your pocket and change than uh, it would cost you to listen to hundreds of episodes, allow you to listen to hundreds of episodes, plus exclusive uh, After Dark content and Discord chats and shout outs. Than uh than, than you'd get for a dollar a month. I mean, like a dollar a month is it, it really is crazy. I can't go lower than that. I I, I can't. So I appreciate the plug. Um, and the Verrum Han watch, love it. Yeah, and, and he has a submission move. I'm glad that they didn't decide to bring him back like uh, the Funkasaurus. Like you heard about Brodus Clay, and for months I remember Br- Brodus Clay was being billed or or being uh drawn up in the in the boardroom and conference room and creative sessions they have about they're going to bring him in as a monster. You heard that forever. And they bring him back as the Funkasaurus. Fun fact: Naomi was one of the Funkadal- uh, Funkadactyls in that, uh, and they brought him back as as the Funkasaurus. Remember that? Anybody remember that? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Obviously, DJ, I know you remember that. But if you don't know what the Funkasaurus is, <laughs> just YouTube it. It's, I mean, it's a catchy song, and and like in some scenario, it may work. But it was a disaster of a character because they should have just brought him in as a monster because he's a huge dude. But for this, Verma I think they're bringing him in as the right character. He doesn't say a whole lot. He's, uh, as Mr. Gardner, Michael Gross put it last night, he's kind of like the Omega of 2022. You know, maybe he'll eventually get a mouthpiece. And uh, yeah, so there's that. But, uh, you know, DJ, I know you also mentioned lacey evans and i did cover this too that i loved it i mean again i felt more for lacey evans in three minutes than i did her entire first run in wwe as the snotty kind of old school uh i'm a woman's woman type of character again amazing when you're just authentic how much you can feel and and wwe sometimes forgets that and then they pump out stuff like this and you're like where's this been you know um so i agree i mean i'm invested in lacey evans kind of repackaging she's a beast of a woman and i mean that in the best way like she is a she 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 physically is imposing, and she's got a great look to her. She speaks very well. This character feels real. Whatever this is, I'd imagine it's babyface. So I'm I'm all for this right now with Lacey Evans. Agreed. All right, let's continue on and roll through some more voicemails. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So
4: I just want to talk about the situation with I guess SmackDown. SmackDown is a terrible show. It's not good, and you know the. Now that Reigns has has both championships, it's just he's started to repeat himself over and over again about him being a travel Chief, him being, being you know, whatever. He's he's in Becky Lynch's territory. I've before, but it's the truth. Um But besides that, so I just have a I just have a problem with him with him holding w the, the both the championships because he's going to take that take it off of him? Cody Rhodes. You know, whatever. Um, anyway, my um, main point is that the call-ups from from last night was Raquel Rodriguez, which is not really that bad of a last name. But all the last names that uh, they 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 give these people, it's not really that bad of a last name, but it's going to be odd. Her name was Raquel Gonzalez for a long time. I'm not going to switch my brain to say Raquel Rodriguez, whatever. I think this is great for her that she's on, that she's on the show because she could probably be she to probably be started feeder with Charlotte or I guess Sasha and all this stuff but but it was a good thing because you know Sasha's not gonna be chasing out after the championship anytime soon next acting champion but her going after Charlotte's employees, is a good this is a good addition for Smackdown. Uh and what was with Liz Morgan defeating Sasha last night? Is it because they're gonna do that thing once on Raw when they when they lose and then Rhea really could turn heel and go after Becky Litt or go after Bianca Belair for the for all of the championship. I'd like to see that. So anyway, but the point is, is that the is I said before something needs to change on SmackDown. I don't know what it is. I don't. I think it's this credible opponent for Roman Reigns. What happened to Seth Rollins? I thought it was going to be Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns after what came out came out of the Royal Rumble. They have yet to go back to that at all. They just ignore that. Why even do the match if why why even do the match edited the qualification and not go back to it? So what a waste at the Royal Rumble for that moment. Um I don't know what he need to do with Roman Reigns was as a double champion. Him going to both shows is very uh not good. It is it is go back to Becky Lynch. If you didn't really like how Becky Lynch was as a double champion, why you will like Roman Reigns? Just because he's a heel, that doesn't really mean anything to me. i said this before, but there's no one, any credible opponents. what will make him all that interesting. He's just repeating himself, and it's just repetitive. Anyway, I've got all over the place, but that's my main stuff We're on SmackDown. The, the Ra- Raquel name change is a stupid, and what he what do with Roman Reigns and the whole Liv Morgan.
0: All right, Colin, yeah, the... the uh... The voice mailbox cut you off there, but I got you. Okay, so let's uh, let's dive in here to this. And uh, your, your uh, main point is the credible opponents for Roman Reigns. Well, I think you're sharing the same problem WWE is sharing right now because they don't have anybody for him. Shinsuke Nakamura fell into their lap. Now, there's not even any confirmation that he is going to face Roman Reigns for the championship at Backlash. He may. He may not. I would imagine that he would, given what happened on SmackDown, it's implied. The promos aren't going to be great, because Shinsuke is extremely limited in his uh, English. And there is exactly negative 10% chance that he's going to beat Roman Reigns for the championship. So he's clearly a stepping stone. It'll be a fun match, but that's about it. That's all you really have to look forward to is Shinsuke's match here is how good is the match, which stinks, because there's just no chance he beats Roman. And WWE is scrambling to figure out who the hell he can work with. And you're right. Seth Rollins and Roman, how they never followed up on that. I'd imagine they would, but they never did with the beatdown of Seth. Remember anybody? Like you said, Kyle, he got beat down to a pulp. You remember when Seth dressed up as a shield member trying to get in the head of Roman and Roman was kind of rattled by it, but then ended up beating Rollins and then beating him down severely after the match. And they never followed up. They didn't do anything. And I know Rollins is a heel, so that also poses a bit of a problem because what do they do? They don't want Roman Reigns to turn babyface, but they also also don't want Seth to do that. So they're in kind of a weird place. They they are in a weird place, and I think they're trying to find their footing after WrestleMania. They're a bit unsteady. Um, and as far as Liv defeating Sasha Banks, yeah, I don't know what that means. Honestly, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know if they really are on board for the Liv Morgan experience or the, the experiment rather. I don't know if they're on the, that board for trying to make her a credible opponent for the championship or at least a legitimate, real threat to a, a women's championship. You know, we, we've seen, I think, the limit right now for Liv, and that's a sad thing. That, that was a massive victory for her, but you know, given what they did with her um, and, and trying to beat Becky Lynch a couple of times, two, three times, and she was unsuccessful, I don't have much faith. If you're a Liv Morgan fan, yeah, that was a big one on SmackDown. Number one was a roll-up victory. But number two, they haven't shown you any history of wanting to or why you should believe in Liv Morgan to possibly win a women's championship. So thanks, Kyle, and let's uh, move on. Hey, Matt, this is Elias, and
5: I just wanted to say just listen to the WTFW podcast. Well, actually, I haven't finished it, but it's really, really good. Uh, I love it. My only problem... Although this is an extra pause, I think it's really funny. Is why is there a chicken in the background? There's a some there's a chicken. There's chicken sounds. I can't tell if it's chicken or a chair squeaking, but it's 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 loud. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, just to let you know, maybe on uh, next time they record the podcast, maybe whichever one that sound was coming from, uh, different location. But it was uh, besides that, it was an
0: excellent podcast.
5: Loved it. So keep going
0: guys Hey Elias. uh so thanks for the compliments about the show I mean I have nothing to do with it it's all on uh on our, our co-host there Kanye Twitty but I I I do appreciate it and as far as the chicken noise goes I I I I will I'll bring that up the chain to them I did not know about that I I listened to part of the show and I was I, I love what I heard I didn't know that there was a chicken or a squeaking chair so I Either one or both will be uh, brought to their attention. I I you know, But uh cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it and uh thanks for the feedback.
2: Hello everyone, this is Memphis Mark calling you from Mullet Manor. Um just a few quick things. Uh I wanted to go uh do a little rant on and you know, is it just me or is Cody you know, towards the end of his, his time in AEW I just I just started not feeling his, his vibe with the crowd and, and, and everything. And, and, and I'm just wondering if he, he is really kind of like it was suggested this past week that he is he living off of Dusty or has he done enough in it on his own? <laughs> he, I like Cody. I, I just, you know, I'm a little confused. I'm just not sure if I'm completely sold on him or not. Um, then we go to Omos, Omos MVP. And uh, Bobby Lashley, are we going to actually get the full training and the uh, uh somewhat of a better product out of Omos? Uh, around people that I, I trust their opinion and they think that I'll be pleasantly surprised on how he's been coming along. We'll just have to see on that. But he's going to have a worker to work with than Bobby, so we'll see how that works. Uh, and a quick little thing on, uh, uh, the, uh, the wedding, uh, this past weekend. I don't know if anybody saw it, but John Moxley showed up in his full wrestling attire, leather jacket, boots, the whole thing. He, uh, stood out in the wedding. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but now we go to, uh, to just what I, I, I was wondering here. Now I know that my, my little brother, Tennessee Ted, called in last week and, and he kind of let me know he kind of filled in for me and and it looks like we're going to be seeing some more of Tennessee Tit or, or Ezekiel or Elias or however the hell they're going to play this uh they've got the right person to do it with Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens can work with anybody and he could he could take anybody and and make them look good uh but is he going to be able to pull this off? And Elias just has this I don't know if it's cuz I saw him with his beard it just something odd about his face. I don't know what it is. Uh, strikes me and makes me giggle every time I see him. I don't know what it is. But anyway, guys, that's all for me this week. Um, remember to stay a neuter, and, uh, and and everybody, have a great,
0: great day. I'm out. All right. Well, Tennessee Ted, I mean, uh, Memphis Mark, thank you for uh, contributing this week. And let me get to your questions, or your, your points here. So, Cody's vibe, uh, you know, I didn't – follow every promo he had in AEW. I think when he first got there from the promos I did see, he connected well with the crowd. But over time, I think people drew a little bit weary of him or, uh, you know, maybe heard some of the backstage stuff that was going on with him as VP that it wasn't working out. Or he, maybe they felt he thought he was entitled to things that I don't know. Uh, but I, I would agree that the last few promos he hit in AEW were a little bit disconnected from the crowd. And I don't know if he's brought that over to WWE. I don't think he brought a lot of it over with him because the crowd seems to be embracing him just as they hope that they would. Uh, so is he living off of Dusty? Well, here's how you don't live off Dusty. Stop mentioning him. Okay, I understand that he's the father of Cody. We know this. It's the first thing you think about. And while he did mention it, I'm okay with him mentioning it, but then moving the hell on. Now he's made an entire story out of it, right? He's made an entire mission statement out of doing this for his dad. And while the story is pulling on your heartstrings and you can relate, it also still then brings it back to can Cody have a career without mentioning anything about his dad, right? So it's kind of a bit of a contrast, a conflict of interest, where you want him to have his own career, but he he's making an entire story about his dad. So I'm a bit I'm I'm conflicted on this. I I really am, uh, and so that's how I feel. Improvement for Omas maybe hopefully, and the thing is too when we say improvement for Omas. He's not going to be doing 450 splashes, right? Like we know that improvement just means hopefully ring awareness. It means psychology, pacing. I don't think it means we're going to see him doing Hurricane Ronas. Okay. I think that maybe we need to reframe what we think about improvement. Meaning for Omos, a man of his size improving in the ring could just mean the basics, the fundamentals, not necessarily adding crazy moves to his list because he doesn't need to do them. I wouldn't expect that of him. The expectation is different for a man of his size, in my mind. I don't want the same kind of match that I get from Hamas, nor wanting to see him attempt the same type of match that I get from Hamas as I do from, say, Ricochet. You know, so. Um, and as far as Elias, yeah, look, I, I've mentioned this many times. I know other people have as well on other shows about Elias and, and him completely just needing a beard, and he looks he looks weird. I agree. You know, he he looks like he he's missing a part of his body like that he doesn't have a beard and he looks almost like a child, but also kind of like an older man. His his, I, I think it's his jaw structure, the way his face, his bones and his face are, it, it's a crying out for a beard. Like his skin is just crying. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's weeping tears saying, please give me a beard, please. Like I, I look ridiculous and it, it just is begging for a beard. I don't know if I'm going to get used to this. It is weird. I said it on uh, the show with Michael Gross. He looks like an indie wrestler coming over, trying to impress Vince with what he thinks Vince would want to see as an indie wrestler. It doesn't look good. Uh, It it doesn't. uh, It's just weird, I should say. It doesn't look bad per se. It's just weird, like you said. All right. Thanks, Memphis, Mark. And let's continue on. A couple more voicemails and we're done. So let's go.
1: Hey Matt, it's uh, Kyle from New York. I'm saying this in right now. Literally, your Raw review just went up like five minutes ago. It's Tuesday night at 11 o'clock. So you might have talked about it in your Raw review, I'm not sure. But, uh, just curious what you think. The Roman Reigns stuff. It seems like they have no direction for him right now. Because, like, Shinsuke Nakamura? Really? Really? We all know he's not going to win. Do you think the reason why it's happening is maybe, I still that is this. Either, either it's one of two things. They don't know who to put up against Roman next, because they're saving Drew McIntyre or Cody for SummerSlam. And they don't have any plans for him. Or maybe he's actually a legit injured from the Brock Lesnar match, and they just don't want him to wrestle for a little while. And they're just, they're just, they just just giving no, no ideas for him right now until he's cleared. Maybe they're saving all their ideas from when he's cleared. That's my guess. Maybe he's actually injured, and they just don't know what to do with him right now. But they don't want to release the titles, and they don't want to keep him on TV still, just talking. So let me know what you'd think. And uh I know this is a quick voicemail, but I can't wait to get anything else to say. I mean, I, guess I, was, I can think of one thing. By the way, I know a few weeks ago, I think you were talking about 2K22. By the way, great game. I love it. <laughs> um, I also have a hard time finding a PS5. I have a PS4. And I have WWE 2K22 on PS4, and I love it. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Anyone else listening listens to the mailbag, I highly recommend the game. It's pretty good. Really fun. Really good stuff. So, uh, I think that's it. Three minutes are almost up. So, as always, thanks, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, Kyle. Well, good to hear from you, buddy. And so, the direction for Roman, I, mean, I, I did touch on this several times throughout the mailbag here, but... Uh, it's it's very obvious that they don't know what they're doing with Roman right now I mean not only other reports coming out from credible sites that they don't know what the hell to do with him but also on TV you can kind of see it they they just they're floundering with him and he's coming out in the last two shows on the the hottest shows of the year for Smackdown and Raw at least on paper it should be you have him coming out and doing the same thing just coming out the last few minutes of the show, his entrance is 18 minutes long and he talks for three minutes and he just goes on about his family or he's the tribal chief or he's this or he's that. Like, it's the same thing. There's no real, it feels like they're just, they're on a ship and there's a storm and you don't know where the ship's going. The sea is just kind of blowing you and wherever it blows you is where you're going to go. And that's what it feels like right now with Rowan. It's very, very just kind of just, I, I guess, a bit disorienting. You don't know the direction, and I need to have a direction. And Shinsuke is just a a, a passing ship, so to speak. He's not a roadblock for Roman. We know that. So it's very weird with Roman. If if he's legitimately injured, though, I don't think they put him in a match with Shinsuke, right? They would have him just via satellite or have some kind of presence, but make it known that he's injured. They would have to tell the people that he's injured and not hide it because they wouldn't be stupid enough to put him in a match with, with Shinsuke if he's actually injured in a few weeks. I mean, Shinsuke would challenge Roman Reigns physically, at least for for the the maneuvers he would have to do to make sure his shoulder isn't really injured. It would further injure it if he was really, you know, had a problem. So I think he did suffer an injury at WrestleMania. Um, If I if I was to guess, it's minor enough that it could be repaired in a few weeks with a little bit of rehab and rest. That's my assumption. It's not confirmed. But you know, people say, "Well, that's why the match wasn't that great." Nonsense. The match psychology on, with Roman and Brock was not good at WrestleMania. The outcome was not good, uh, or at least the the ending was very anticlimactic. All that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, thanks, uh, thanks, Kyle. And oh, as far as Two K Twenty Two, yes, very good mat, a very good uh, video game. I actually had a very brief amount of time to to play it uh, the other day, and um, not that people care. But I was I was the Undertaker. And I was facing a downloaded character call, uh, that somebody created, that somebody created Shrek. And Shrek was, you know, like a seven foot five monster and uh, had a hell of a match with Shrek. Uh, and, you know, I was actually, you know, getting into the match emotionally. I mean, the, the game is very good, I got to say. Um, but if anybody can score me a PS5, I'd really appreciate it. I mean, it's been almost two years and this damn thing still sold out. How? It's very infuriating. Uh, but all right. Anyway, uh let's get to our final voicemail. Our closer, Justin, take it away. Hey man, it's
5: Justin from Maryland. Just wanna get my talk, my uh thoughts on a couple of topics that happen. So first, um I'm excited for Seth and uh, Cody part two. I'm honestly gonna say that I don't think Seth is gonna win. I think because Cody just came back, we're probably gonna try to build him up. So I don't think Seb is going to win. It would be honestly great to see him win because he's lost like eight matches in a row and he's slowly turning into a baby face, but I don't know. I- I'm definitely excited, but I'm-, I'm definitely disappointed in how I don't I don't feel like Seb is going to win this match. Next, uh, Reigns and Nakamura. Um, I'm not really excited for this match. I feel like you know, we're going to get a good match, but this is just... Basically, just a filler opponent for Reigns. I thought that they were going to go with Drew, but then I kind of didn't because I don't feel like WrestleMania Backlash is an, is like a good enough pay per view for that match. So they're going to go with Drew against Sami Zayn for now. I'm cool with that. So you know, Reigns can you know beat Nakamura and uh, move on. I don't know who he's going to face next, but that'll that be interesting to see. Um, the Unified Tag Titles. Usos definitely going to take that. Um, I like how the Street Profits brought up how they had a number one contenders match and the Street Profits, I mean, and the Alpha Academy just came and made a triple threat. Kinda of like how Seth had his number, had a, a one-on-one match and it became a fatal five-way. And he should just bring that up at some point, but hey, but I'm definitely looking forward to Usos, RK Bro. Um, I feel like this will be the start of the, uh, breakup RK Bro, and the Usos will probably hold the Unified Tag titles prior to, like, SummerSlam. Um theory, uh, I don't think he's gonna win a U.S. title next week. I think it's gonna end in, like, a no-contest DQ, and then, uh, they'll probably go for that match at WrestleMania Backlash, and he'll probably win it there. Finally, I wanna talk about Sony and, uh, Bianca. I mean, I guess it's fine. I can honestly say I miss Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Oscar? Um, So I guess this is just a filler match. You know, all these matches, well, some of these matches don't really, you know, they're kind of like the obvious outcome. So looking forward to who she can face after Sonya, and I feel like Sonya's definitely going to end up getting fired after this because she's uh, abusing her power too much. So that's it, man. Um. Looking forward to your response, and I'll
0: talk to you next week. Hey Justin, great voicemail, and you bring up so many topics. I'm not going to cover every single one, but I'll cover a few. Uh, as far as missing Alexa Bliss, we all miss Alexa Bliss. She got a good pop when she was her name was mentioned by Sonya Deville, and I think Alexa is missed. Bailey should be on her way back very soon. Oscar, where the hell has she been the last you know 18 years? So all three of them should be close to returning. From everything I've heard, they all all three of them are. I don't know what the, they're waiting for, uh, the women's division. Not that it's in dire straits, but it definitely would help. So uh, RK bro breaking up, yep, I think absolutely. I mean, I've said that, though, for like six months. That, oh, it's the beginning of the end. Oh, it's the beginning of the end. Randy's going to hit an RKO, and it hasn't happened, and it hasn't happened, and it hasn't happened. But that said, I think the Usos are much better suited to carry those belts because it would enhance the the uh, heat for the bloodline, and it would also, again, start the descent of RK Bro, um, which I think we're all waiting for. Reigns and Shinsuke is exactly what it is. Filler match is the exact perfect verbiage to use. And Drew, I thought, too, was going to come out or had a potential to, but like you said, Backlash is not exactly the place you do that. You do that at SummerSlam, which I believe they're keeping that bullet in the chamber for SummerSlam so they don't have to think about it and they just know what the SummerSlam main event is so that when they get there, they're like, whew, well, we already know who Roman's facing. We don't have to worry about it uh, for the biggest uh, their, their biggest show of the summer. So that is, I think, what they're going to do. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad you're excited for the uh, match between Seth and Cody part two, but you don't think Seth is going to get the victory and you think Seth is slowly turning babyface, you could be right. I mean, Seth hasn't done anything dastardly the last few weeks. He shook Cody's hand the week before and walked away. And outside of his laugh, his music is super over. His music is super... People sing along to his music. He doesn't get a lot of booze from the crowd. Like you said, he's maybe under the radar turning babyface on us. That's a good observation, I have to say. A really good observation to bring up that nobody's talking about. That uh, that uh, we have rollins potentially under our noses turning baby face intentionally or not so good observation great voicemail as always justin thank you hope all is well and uh we're gonna close things out guys but uh consider consider supporting the show on patreon with exclusive after dark content along with hundreds of ad-free shows for a dollar you can go up in tier and get video for five dollars ten dollars and even more and come on the show Please consider also going VIP on the website, which gives you exclusive access to video and the aforementioned shows and everything else on our website going VIP and uh, subscribing on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe for ad free content. Ninety nine cents a month right in the Apple Podcast app. Uh, I really uh, encourage you to check that out or ten dollars for the entire year. Twelve months for ten dollars for ad free everything. We pump out hundreds of shows per year. I'd really encourage you to do that as well or support us on Amazon with the link on our website for any shopping that you do. So thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, I want to thank you, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to
2: subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com.